This is the time of divine help coming to you from the Four Square Gospel Church in Nigeria. Ministering is God's choice servant, Reverend Sam Aboyeji, General Overseer. You shall surely be blessed. I declare concerning you, throughout this year, you will walk in miracles. Every day of this year, you will have a testimony of miracles. You know, the Lord has started it already. So many testimonies have been rolling in, and your own is coming on the way. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want us to read together while standing from the book of Psalm, Psalm 105. Psalm 105, verse 40 to 44. Everything that happened where we have just read were triggered by one sentence. The people asked. The people asked. The people asked. So the topic of my message today is, if only you can ask. If only you can ask. The people asked. See how many things he did for them. Before I conclude this message, I will analyze for you the things that God did for these people just by asking. The people asked. If only you can ask, particularly in this month, you will swim in supernatural miracles. At the foundation of every life of miracle is asking. Asking God is at the foundation. Let me just read my two other scriptures and then I pray and then I go to the message. The two other scriptures I have in Matthew chapter 7 verse 7. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Now verse 8. For everyone. How many people? How many people? Everyone that Asketh, receiveth. He that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. As you ask this year, may you receive answers in the name of Jesus. The people asked. That's all they needed to do. You ask and leave the rest to God. But until you ask, nothing takes place. As I'm going to prove to you in this message, until you ask, heaven will be waiting for you. Do you know what happened? God promises people that they are going to be in bondage for 400 years. Do you know they were there for 430 years? 30 years, Esma. 30 years is enough to do too many things. They, they, they had to serve 30 extra years because nobody asked. Until when they asked, then God said, I have heard, I have heard the cry of my people and I have come down to deliver them. Until people ask, nothing takes place. Do you know God said you will go into Babylonian captivity for 70 years? Only. How does the devil arrange and continue to extend, extend prison, prison towns? Eh? Without authority from God. It's because God's people were sleeping on their rights. I'll be lawyer. They slept on their rights. The day I had it, I said, how can somebody sleep on his right? They said, that's how lawyers put it. When you refuse to ask for your right, you are sleeping on your right. Because they slept on their right. 70 years elapsed. And the enemy still kept them. Until Daniel found out by reading through the books. Then what did he do? He asked. He asked. If only you will ask, every outstanding miracles will be released this year. The people asked. That's all they needed to do. The people asked. Okay, between the one that is giving the assignment to ask and the one that will do it, who has a bigger assignment? The one who will do it. So your own is to do what? To ask. He that asketh, receive it. He that asketh, receive it. James chapter 4, verse 2b. He said, you have not because you ask not. 
The day I saw it, I said, ah. John chapter 16, verse 24, he, he repeated the same thing. Either though you have asked me nothing. He said, now ask so that your joy can be full. In other words, you don't have testimony because you didn't ask. The people asked. The moment they asked, something took place. As you ask, particularly in this month of January, throughout the year 2022, you will share your testimonies. I want you to lift up your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, thank you for today. We give you praise for the privilege to approach the throne of grace. He said, let us therefore come before the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Father, this morning, as we share your word on the need to ask, Lord, plant the engine of prayers in your people. In the place of prayer, they will not faint. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, the spirit of grace and supplication is released upon you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, as we share your word this morning, Lord, challenge us to ask so that we can see great and mighty things that you have promised. Thank you because you have heard our prayers. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. If only you will ask. Asking God in prayer makes all the difference. Destinies can be altered. Progress can be accelerated. And superior powers can be defeated just by asking. When you ask here on earth, heaven takes over. Prayer is a spiritual transaction that is initiated on earth but consummated in heaven. Each time you enter into a session of prayer, you are putting angels and all the hosts of heaven to work. So prayer is not a small business. The biggest business in the kingdom is the business of prayer. Prayer is work because when you ask, progress can be accelerated. Whether you live in victory or defeat will be determined by how much you are asking. Whether you live in health or in sickness is a function of how much are you asking. Whether you win or lose in the battle of life is a function of your ability to ask. All is dependent on your ability to ask. The promises of God do not change. The timing of God are all established. He told them 400 years. God's 400 years is 400 years. God's 70 years is 70 years. But when people refuse to ask, there's nothing everyone can do. Because he has bound himself with a hole, with an oath. Ask and you shall receive. For only everyone that asketh, receive it. I pray that this month, the Lord will give you the energy to ask. He will give you the boldness to ask. He will give you the faith to ask. In the name of Jesus Christ. Prayer is so crucial that it can change both the destiny of a nation and that of individuals. It's so critical, so important that not just the destiny of individuals can be changed through prayer, even the destiny of an entire nation can be changed in the place of prayer. I will show you individuals whose destinies were changed in the place of prayer. I'm sure as, as I'm talking now, you are beginning to think about Jabez. You know, but in Zechariah chapter 10 verse 1, which I read last week, he said, <laughs> ask of the Lord rain. In the time of the later rain, the Lord will make bright clouds and he will give showers of rain to every grass in the field. But what is the trigger? Ask. But only he that asketh receiveth. 
In James chapter 5, verse 13, the Bible says, Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. The solution to affliction is prayer. The solution to affliction is not sympathy. The solution to affliction is not empathy. The solution to affliction, because after people have sympathized and empathized with you, they will go. And you are left with your body. But in the place of prayer, affliction can turn to celebration. And that's what God is going to do for somebody who's under the sound of my voice. That this year, whatever has been an affliction that has pursued you, this year as you take the faith to ask, it will become a celebration. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. James 4 to me. He said, you do not have because you do not ask. I'm sure somebody will take the initiative to ask this year. And when you ask, things will take place. I don't know at one, what point in Jabez's life he decided to turn to the Lord God of Israel. But I'm sure it was early in his life. That's why the Bible said, and God granted him that which he requested. Until a request is made, there's no way God will have granted it. He made a request. It was very specific. Four prayer points that Jabez had. Very important prayer points. That's why I kept saying, please, this year, if you have not been doing it before, try it this year. Say, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Try it this year. Take a notebook. My wife has a very big notebook like that. Write it. What do you want God to do for you this year? Spiritually, career-wise, business-wise, in every area, ministry-wise, what exactly do you want God to do for you? You state it clearly because he said, write the vision, make it play upon the table, that he may run that he did it. I've told you before, our God challenged me and said, if you who prayed did not remember, why do you want me to remember? You who prayed the prayer, you forgot. Why, 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 why are you troubling me? You, you just remember now you are, you are troubling me. But when you write it down, then it becomes something you are looking forward to. The issue is without expectation. There is no manifestation. You must expect it. You must expect it. And one good way to expect it, write it down. Spiritually, what are you expecting? Maritally, what are you expecting? In your job, what are you expecting? In your business, what are you expecting? One of my sons in the law, many, many years ago, he told me, he said, Daddy, that thing, they work. Oh. He said, I started with one branch. He used to have one small business. He was running. So I started with one branch. He said, when you told us to start this thing, the following year I put God, I need two more branches. He said, before I knew it, the following year, I had two more branches. He said, the following year, I said, God, I mean, that's increasing to fall. It began to grow. That is the secret of growth. Because while you are writing it, we call it vision. God has said it. That until you see it, you cannot see it. There are two levels of sin. He took Abraham out and he said, look to the north, look to the south, look to the east, look to the west. As far as your eyes can see, I have given to you. Whatever in your mind is considered impossible, you cannot have it. Whatever in your mind you find difficult to write, that's why I say write. So when you are writing and your hand is shaking, you say, this one, yeah, am I sure? I, this one, God will need extra help to do this one for me. So let me drop it. Who told you? God doesn't need any help to help you. So, make sure it's clear as individuals. At the beginning, it's always good at the beginning. Look at Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The son of God himself. In Luke 3, 21, we are told, now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized 
and praying. What was he doing? What was he doing? The heaven was opened to everybody. Eh? What did the Bible say? Was opened to him. Everybody got baptized. Only one man was praying. And the only man who prayed was the only man who had heaven opened. And he was the only man whose ministry became outstanding. You see the reason now why you need to ask. All of them came to fulfill, to fulfill, to fulfill the requirement. You must be baptized. They all came and they were indeed baptized. Every one of them were baptized. And as they were baptized in water, as they sank them into water, the Bible says, as they were coming out, Jesus, the Son of the living God, as he was baptized, as he was dipped in water, he said he began to pray. It doesn't matter how much level of obedience you have. If you don't ask, you will not receive it. For he that asketh, receive it. So important. I pray for you. As you make up your mind to ask this January, you will receive in the name of Jesus Christ. Your ministry will become a standing in the name of Jesus Christ. You will be singled out for open heaven in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The heaven was open to him. No wonder there was nothing impossible with him. No wonder he had it so easy. It was so, it was so serious that in John chapter 3, he was, he, was, he was on one side. John the Baptist was on the other side. Each of them doing the work of the ministry. And the disciples of John, they came to him. They said, Master, how many years do you have? He said, two. He said, that man that you baptized is on the other side. Everybody has gone with him. Thank God that John had wisdom. John said in John 3, 27, a man can receive nothing unless it's given him from where? Now, now, he got it from where? He got it from heaven. How? He asked, and the heaven was open to him. May you operate under open heaven throughout this year. Jesus, the Son of God, he asked <laughs> at the beginning of his ministry, what about Paul the Apostle? You cannot write Acts of, Acts of Apostles without the story of Paul. It will be empty. You cannot write the history of Christianity and the apostles. Even though he was not among the 12 apostles, he came late. But if you remove him from among the apostles, what you will have will be very, 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 very decimated. Why? You know the reason? I'll show you in a short, in a short while. Acts chapter 9, when Paul, Saul, who became Paul, was going to be born again. Look at it. Acts 9, 11. I read it to you. And the Lord said unto him, this was God speaking to Ananias, Arise and go into the street called Straight and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. You know, as at this time, Saul was very popular. Popular for one thing. Popular for wickedness. Popular for, for, for oppressing God's people. Popular for persecuting the church of God. Popular for killing the, the, the ministers of God. That was what he was popular for. But for once, God said, go and ask for Saul of Tarsus. And when you go to this house, God so knows the address. He described it. He called the name of the street. He even called, you know, he gave him, you know, the, the, I mean, have you feel formed before? They asked nearest bus stop. God also gave nearest bus stop. He said, in the house of one man. You know, perfect description that God gave. That tells you that God is so many science. He knows everything. So when you think that you are hiding, you are only kidding yourself. He can see everything. There's nothing that is hidden before him. He only decided to look away. Eh? I told you the story before when, we were, when, we, when, when they cover our eyes and, and they ask us to go and pick something. And some of us who are clever, we will open it one eye. Some of the, some of the referees, they see us, they just look away. They saw us. 
It's after we are one, they will come to us and say, you think I didn't see you? I saw you when you did like this. So that's how God is doing to you. You think he doesn't see you? I love that song we used to sing those days. You cannot hide it from God. All those SU songs. You cannot hide it from God. You'll be clapping. You can't cover your sin that no one else could know. But you cannot hide it from God. Hallelujah. You cannot hide it from God. You cannot hide it from God. You may cover your sin that no one else could know. But you cannot hide it from God. His eyes are everywhere. He described where Saul of Tarsus was. He even described what he was doing. Did you see there? What did he say he was doing? He was praying. Ay, 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 ay. A sinner was praying and never took cognizance. A man who was killing the apostles was praying and never took cognizance. A man who was known for wanting to kill the church of God was praying and never took cognizance. Can you imagine you, a child of God, praying? Ah! You praying. Don't you think the hosts of heaven, they are all going to be running into commotion? That's why I say, everyone that asked, receive it. Everyone. It was lamenting. It was a voice of lamentation. Either though you have not asked for anything, ask. Ask. He said, you have not because you didn't ask. And I've told you one of the problems. One of the problems is that sometimes when we ask, we ask on the spot of the moment. Sometimes when we ask, we are not very definite about what we are asking. Jabez was more definite too. He was not only asked for blessing. He said, God, you have to bless me very well, though. Because small blessing will not, will not, will not result into testimonial. I'm already negative too much, though. So for you to, to have me have a testimony, you must bless me indeed. Very well. It was definite on the size of blessing. You have to be definite. What type of blessing are you asking for? In what area are you asking for blessing? You must be definite. Jesus, the son of God, was not spared. He had to pray. As he was coming out of water, the Bible says he prayed and the heaven was open to him. Saw the apostle. Say, look at him. Go and meet him where he is praying. What does that tell me? That tells me that if only you will ask this year, heaven will respond. I say if only you will take time to ask, heaven is going to respond. In the name of the Lord Jesus. He said, behold, he prays. No wonder abundant grace was released to him. To the essence of 1 Corinthians 15, verse 9 and 10, he said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Say, not I, but the grace that was given to me. It was because at the beginning, it took time to ask. If only you will heed to this advice, I see 2022 being your best year. At the beginning, Jesus, at the beginning of his ministry, he asked. So, at the beginning, as at this time, he was not born again, no. but he started with prayer. No wonder. That song that said, prayer is the key. Prayer is the master key. He said, Jesus started with prayer, and he ended with prayer. Prayer is the master key. If only you will ask. If only you will ask. A man of God by the name of Zechariah. I'm still talking about individuals whose destinies were changed because of praying. Zechariah, in Luke chapter 1, verse 7, if you read it, you'll be shocked. Look at what the Bible says. And they had no child because that Elizabeth was barren. And they both were now well stricken in years. If you read it before this verse 7, the Bible gave a vivid description of who they were. They were righteous before God. Serving God. Serving God. In holiness and righteousness. But in spite of that, the Bible said they were without a child. Without a child. But in verse 13, something happened. And the angel said unto him, 
Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is hard. In other words, this man was still praying. If he was not praying, there will be no answer. Your prayer is hard. I pray for somebody under the sound of my voice that that will be the voice we hear this year. That your prayer of so many years is hard now. Your prayer of so many years is hard now. Your expectation of so many years is taken care of now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. No wonder I said, call unto me and I will answer. And I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know. So in the life of individuals who will take time at the beginning to commit themselves to God, destinies are changed. Situations are turned around. Victory becomes cheap in the place of prayer. No wonder I said the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of struggles. Casting down imaginations. If I begin to share testimonies with you here, we will not leave this place. One day, I just had it in my ear. He told me, he said, do you know you are spending extra time? I said, yes. In fact, I'm in injury time. You know what they call injury time in football? It means match has closed. So it's injury time. But do you know that evil goals that are scored in injury time, they count it all. That's where I'm afraid of God. He said, oh boy, sure you know, say your time don't expire. I said, long ago. Long ago. I'm in injury time. And that's why I have to spend it for you. Because you are the one holding me in the injury time. They forgot about you. You were buried and forgotten. You had some of the testimonies. It's because God is interested in them. That's why he gave them extra time. Just like he was interested in Ezekiah, the man I'm going to talk about next. This man, Ezekiah, God sent a message to him. Look at it. I, I, I think you have read it before in your Bible. Isaiah 38 verse 1b. Don't see the law. Set your house in order. For thou shalt die and not live. Very definite. Isaiah came with a prophecy. We are not talking about small prophet too. A prophet of Isaiah's caliber. is a done deal. There's no point going to, going, going to do anything about it. You just forget. And he gave him instruction. Go and begin to set your hands in order. Because you will surely die. You are not going to survive. But you know what? The man knew that even where God has signed it, if only you can ask, it can be changed. It can be changed. And if God can change a man's day of death with himself sanctioned, have you who sanctioned it? Who sent Isaiah? Is it not God? The same God. After Ezekiah did something that had been challenging you, you will do today. In verse 2, then Ezekiah turned his face toward the wall and did what? And prayed unto the Lord. That's where we miss it most of the time. I have observed that when people have problems, the first approach they take is to begin to think of their uncle and their father and their mother and somebody who will help them. And they are forgotten that there are people who have no father, who have no mother, who have no uncle. Yet God is taking care of them. The first thing they think of, how will my uncle, how will my father, how will my mother, how will they help me? When people feel the slightest headache, the first thing they think of is panadol and paracetamol. You see that the priority is upside down. Ezekiah, after he was told that you will surely die, and you will not leave. He didn't summon a morning meeting. He didn't summon a meeting of the entire, you know he was a king of the palace, and say, well, gentlemen, I just had a news now that my day of death is determined. I think we can begin to arrange handover now. 
No, no. He said, who sent Isaiah? God. I know him. That's why it's so important to know him. So that whoever brought the message to you is immaterial. You can go to the one who can change it. It doesn't matter who brought it. If, whether it's a false prophet, whether it's a genuine prophet, once it is something you don't agree with, you say, oh, okay, the matter is not between me and you. Do you know it will have been futile for Ezekiel to start fighting Isaiah? That's what some of us do. You start fighting the prophet. Say, why, why should he prophesy that kind of thing to me? No, it's not the issue. The issue is where did he get it from? Go to the source. Yoruba ni oyuboto she pensu. He went on the source. If God is the one that sent you, we all have access to God. Abi, I will go to him. When we get to him, we settle our case. When we get to God, we will settle our case. And that's exactly what happened. That's what happened. He turned to the wall. And the Bible says he prayed unto God. And as a result of his prayer, verse 5, go and say to Ezekiah, thus saith the Lord God of your father, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Surely I will add to your days 50 years. The Lord will hear somebody's prayer this year. The Lord will see somebody's tears this year. The Lord will fulfill somebody's expectation this year. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, even in the life of nations, before I round up, in the life of nations, prayer has been used to change the destiny of nations. Do you know that? <laughs> Look at, look at 2 Chronicles 7, 13, 14. He said, if I, God, shut up the heavens, that there will be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or I send pestilence among my people, these are all acts of God, which God himself brought on them. He's not the enemy this time, Abi. God himself brought it. But the same God is not saying, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and do what? And pray. And pray. If they will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way, then I will hear. All the scripture we've been reading today say, when you pray, I will hear. 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 In other words, God is not deaf. I will hear. A man prayed the hard. He said, even in the case of nations, I will hear from heaven. And I will forgive their sins. And I will heal the land. He's not, he has graduated now. Not even in the Udo now. A whole land. Say, I will heal it. I will heal it. I've, I've seen God does this severally. In the life of the nation of Israel, God wanted to destroy them. In Exodus chapter 32, verse 10, he told Moses, in the law, now, Exodus 32, now let me, let, let me alone that my wrath may burn hot against them and I will consume them. And then you, I will make into a great nation. That was verdict. God himself had pronounced it. It's not that God wants to destroy them for nothing. He said, because they have angered me. They have made me angry. I'm going to, I'm going to move and I will get rid of them. And I, look at my alternative plan. I have a plan. You, you, you are going to be the one that I will use to replace them. Thank God that Moses was not a covetous person. If he was a covetous person, he'd say, ah, I do a lot of law. God, you know how much I've suffered over these people. They, they are very significant people, God. Even me, that's why I endure them. But now, thank, thank you, sir, that you have gotten rid of them for me. And me, you will make it to a great nation. He didn't. 
He said, Lord, you can't do that. You cannot do that. You can't do that, God. That is the heart of a pastor. That's the heart of an intercessor. That's the heart of somebody who is a servant of God. He was more concerned about the people than himself. In fact, he didn't look at his own interests. Do you know that after he has even prayed for the people, if he's somebody else who even wants to be nice, you say, God, you will redeem them all, but that promise you made to me, I think you still need to fulfill it all. Because after all, not the only one nation you want. You can make me into a nation. Let them be a nation on their own. I went somewhere, and a man, you know, he was so kind to us. And he brought out his checkbook. We had a project of church to do, and he wrote a fat check for us to go and do the, the work. And I, I went with another man of God, and the man of God said, um, he spoke in local language. What of my own? And the man who gave us the check, because he's a bit familiar with me, he knew that, I mean, that's not the level at which I operate. He just focused on the man and looked at him from head to toe. And I didn't say, just, just. That's covetousness. It's covetousness. Anything that passes, thinking that it should be my own. It's covetousness. The only thing you are asked to covet is gift of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Moses was not a covetous leader. And I think he took to the advice of Jethro, his father-in-law. The thou shalt appoint over these people able men covetousness. He was not a covetous leader. If he was, that would have been the end of Israel. But God already made up his mind. I'm going to wipe them out. And you, I'll make into a great nation. But the point I'm making this morning is that even in the life of a nation, so your family own is a small matter. Not just you, your family, your nation, your town. God is ready to intervene. But based on only one thing, pray. Waiting for you to pray. And as we pray, God will answer our prayers in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, this same Israel, during the World War, there was a man of God that God stirred up after, you know, Israel has been decimated. They were scattered all over the world as prophesied for 2,000 years. The Jewish language was not spoken anywhere in the world. It was scattered everywhere. After uh, uh, Hitler killed six million of them, the rest took off everywhere. The, the, the nation of Israel was nowhere to be found on the map. Jerusalem was empty. And then, the World War, during the World War, there was this servant of God, Derek Prince, with his eight adopted daughters. They took it upon themselves. They were going to pray the nation of Israel back into existence. And they prayed for years. That was their intercession. They prayed, they, they prayed that they were reminding God that you have said that at a particular point in time, you are going to bring them back. That's what I told you. Even where God has made a promise, he's still waiting for somebody to remind him. He's waiting for somebody to ask. So this, this, this family took it upon themselves to continue to intercede and to ask. And God eventually answered their prayer when in 1945, the United Nations declared Israel as a nation. In answer to prayer of God's people. Listen, listen. Before I round up with the things that will happen when you ask. The U.S. that we all talk about today. I think I've shared that with you before. America. The founders of America. They were charm people. They are Indians. So the first governor general of America. The deal did not favor them. And because the deal did not favor the original settlers, and they used power to oppress them and drove them in order to occupy the place, they placed a curse on the nation. And you know the way the curse manifested? Every 20, 20 years, the angel of death enters the White House. I think you know the level of security in White House. 
You know, it's not a place you can just enter. The angel of death will quietly enter there. And whoever is sitting on the throne, he will take him out. 20, 20 years. Historians found out it is correct. Every 20 years from 1840, 1860, 1860, 1880, 1900, 1920, 1940, 1960. Angel of death was entering the White House in America and he would take out whoever is the occupant. <laughs> there, I'm sure some of these names I'll mention, you are familiar with them. Between that 1840 and 2000, people like Abraham Lincoln were taken out. People like Franklin Roosevelt were taken out. People like John F. Kennedy were taken out. They didn't die natural death. They were eliminated by the angel of death that visited the White House. Then, when Ronald Reagan became the president, think by way of spiritual understanding, sometimes when you don't find out, you don't ask. And when you don't ask, the devil takes advantage of you. You sleep on your rights. I'm sure he must have discovered there's something wrong here. He summoned a prayer meeting of men of God in America in the White House. And they prayed together to break who like Billy Graham? To break that curse, that cycle of death that visited the White House every 20 years. Those of you who are familiar with history, you will know that Ronald Reagan was shot, but he didn't die. Because the snare is broken and he escaped. 1980 was gone. He was shot. He didn't die. By 2000, <laughs> I told you every 20, 80 years, Abby, by 2000, it was the turn of George Bush. George Bush was there in 2000. And students of history will also know that George Bush was shot twice. But he didn't die because the snare is broken and they escaped. Last year or two years ago, 2000, everybody was waiting for Donald Trump. But you see, the battle that God will win for this year, it will be won forever. In the place of prayer, any battle you win this month is won permanently. When I was preaching, I told you that Babylon has fallen and is destroyed. That's the end. So, Donald Trump, 2000. 2020. And you know he was even trumping everywhere. <laughs> it would have been easier to take out. <laughs> you know he was trumping. He didn't know the difference. He was just trumping left, right, and center. <laughs> but God is faithful. God is faithful. That's why I know that if there is a man to pray, there is a God to answer. And when God said the snare is broken, believe it that the snare is broken. That's how Donald Trump escaped. There was even no attempt at him. Because the men who went ahead of him, they've already taken out the cause. That's why I'm challenging you today. There is no evil about Nigeria that we cannot take out. There's no evil about our family that we cannot take out. There's no evil about our town or our city that we cannot take out. God who does it in the life of individuals also does it in the life of nations. He does it in the life of families and he does it in the life of cities and towns. But I promise you, I was going to show you because my time is up. What is it that you are going to get when you pray? That's where I started. Psalm 105, verse 40 to 44. Number one, satisfaction. You will get satisfaction. Because in verse 40, it said, the people asked, and he brought quests and satisfied them with the bread of heaven. In Psalm 145, verse 6, he said, Thou openest thy hand, and you satisfy the desire 
of every living thing. This year, you shall be satisfied. Every of your expectations shall be satisfied. Number two, if only you ask, the people asked in verse number 41. Look at what he said. He opened the rock and water gushed out and ran even in dry places. If only you will ask, impossibilities will become possible. And can water come out of the rock and begin to run in dry places? Not only will you be satisfied, waters will run in dry places. Number three, if only you will ask, there will be joy and gladness. Look at it in verse 43. He brought up his people with joy and his chosen with gladness. There will be joy. There will be joy. John 16, 24. He that told ask nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. There will be joy and gladness when you ask. And finally, if only you will ask, there will be unusual favors. Unusual favors. If only you will ask. He said, and he gave them, verse 44, he gave them the land of the hidden and they inherited the labor of the people. Psalm 44, verse 3, for they got not the land in possession by their own sword, neither did their own hand save them, but your right hand and thy hand and the light of your countenance because you favored them. With your hand together, say, Father, I've been challenged to a place of prayer. And I'm going to pray. And as I pray, you will answer my prayer. You will answer my prayer. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Now, listen to me very well. I want to make just one altar call before I run. Just one altar call. The altar call I want to make is this. All these things we have said. We said when we ask, we answer. When we ask, we answer. When we ask, we answer. I was shocked. When I read Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 25, he said, your iniquities have turned away these things. And your sins have withheld good things from you. In other words, there are people that God will not answer their prayer. John chapter 9, verse 31. Now we know these were unbelievers talking. People who don't know God. They are the ones talking. He said, now we know that God does not hear sinners. But if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God will hear him. That is the crux of the matter. There is no point praying empty prayers. There is no point fasting and praying and thinking that your prayer is answered whereas you are on hunger strike. Is that not what it is? He said, we know. We know. Unbelievers even know. Those who don't know God, they know. We know that God does not hear sinners. If he hears only those who are worshippers of God, if you are there, you want to say, Lord, I want you to hear my prayer. You want God to hear your prayers. Anywhere you are. You are saying, God, answer my prayer. I want you to hear my prayer. If anyone is a worshiper of God and do his will, God will hear him. You want to say, Lord, I want to be your worshiper. I want to do your will. And what is his will? He said, the will of the Father is that we should believe in his Son. Whom he has given as the propitiation for our sins. That's the will of God. Only those who do that will of God can be heard by God. Anywhere you are under the sound of my voice, near your television, watching me on Facebook, anywhere on social media, you are listening to the sound of my voice. And you want to say, Lord, I, I don't want to pray empty prayers. I want to be your true worshiper. Say so the time now is when the true worshippers of God we worship him in spirit and in truth. You are there, you are saying, I, I want to be a true worshiper of God. Enough of deception. I want to be a true worshiper of God. Anywhere you are, if, if you raise your hand, I'll, I'll, I'll be glad, I'll be glad to help you to a place of answered prayers. Anywhere you are, just, just raise your hand, raise your hand and say, I need, I need help. I need help. I need help so that my prayer will not be empty prayers. Anywhere you are, just raise your hand. I'm going to pray for you right away. Right away, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you right away. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray for as many as desire to seek your face in the place of prayer. But for one reason or the other, 
They are not in right standing with you. As they indicate this morning, Lord, you will visit them in the name of Jesus. You will do a new thing in their lives in the mighty name of Jesus. In their lives, all things will pass away. All things will become new in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you have had our prayers. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. I want us to pray three prayer points very quickly. You are going to pray for yourself. You say, oh God, empower me in the place of prayer. Open your mouth and pray for yourself. Empower me in the place of prayer. In Jesus' name, we pray. You are going to pray. You say, oh God, release into my life the spirit of prayer and supplication. The spirit and the grace of prayer and supplication. Open your mouth in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth because this is the only way. It's the only way. It's the only way. If only you can ask. Empower me in the place of prayer. Release to me the spirit of prayer and supplication. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. You are going to pray again. Say, oh God. Strengthen me not to faint in the place of prayers. Open your mouth and pray. Say, Father, strengthen me. I will not faint in the place of prayer. I will not faint in the place of prayer. Strengthen me, oh God. Strengthen me, oh God. Strengthen me, oh God. I will not faint in the place of prayer. Say, man, heart always to pray. I'm not to faint. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Finally, you are going to pray. Say, oh God, as I pray this year, let there be a huge harvest of souls and testimonies in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Let there be a huge harvest of souls and testimonies of supernatural miracles. Let there be a huge harvest of souls and testimonies of supernatural miracles. As I pray in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. God of heaven and earth, we thank you. We bless your name because you are faithful. We give you praise because you are a God that answers prayer. We have been challenged today. If only we can ask. I pray for your people. Throughout this month and beyond. When they ask, you will answer them. In the name of Jesus. And I pray, Lord, as a result of their asking, Lord, there will be satisfaction. You will supply their needs. In the name of Jesus. As a result of their asking, impossibilities become possible in the name of Jesus as a result of their asking there will be joy and gladness because you will answer our prayers in the name of Jesus as a result of their asking unusual favor will attend their way in the name of God the Father in the name of God the Son in the name of God the Holy Spirit 